0: We're, we're live.
1: Wow. We're back. And this bracket is in honor of no one.
0: Fuck. Yeah, I got real tired of honoring people. <laughs> real tired real quick.
1: So we're... What are we doing? What the heck? Hello and welcome back. We're the Tough Cut Podcast. Um, and I'm Matthew. I am Alex.
0: Tough boy, Jakers.
1: Whoa, Jake's a tough boy. Yeah. And this is episode 106, part one of our alien bracket. We're talking about aliens. aliens. We're talking about extraterrestrials.
0: But not about E.T. I'm so glad no one pitched that.
1: Me too. I hate E.T. Wow, it's crazy. This is the first episode of a bracket. So I have a job today. What's up with that? Uh, Freelance boy. Um, Jake is the freelancer in this podcast, but I have a job today.
0: Yeah, currently unemployed. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> hey, Whoa. that's a
1: pitch. Anyone, anyone looking for um, a sick dude to do some work? That's Jake. I Reach hope out. this
0: lands me a job in ten years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, that's it. The this is, the... is. Go ahead. No. No, no, Matt. No, no, Matt. Make, no, no, Matt, make a joke. We're, I was going to say the business. podcast is so massive that um the podcast ah. is his job, and Jake <laughs> leaves the show to you know do uh, menial labor or something. <laughs>
0: yeah i'm gonna go work (laughs) at a factory
1: he's just like gotta detox from all this entertainment stuff it's time for me to touch some grass get back to my roots honestly yeah
0: um
1: this is the alien bracket uh i'm i'm doing my job now this is the alien (laughs) bracket um we picked movies that have aliens in them
0: nice my job uh, which is go back to our tangent before. I've always romanticized doing uh, <laughs> right. fire watch for like, you know, going to like a yeah. national forest, like going up there. there and just living there. But I found out recently there was a recent thing where you can't do it full time. You go home. What's the point in that? That's you work like a nine hell. to five. Or do the fires stop at 2 a.m.? Fuck off. Like,
1: <laughs> well, they probably what have a you... night shift guy.
0: Yeah, I know. But like, I don't like <laughs> okay, that.
1: But Jake Concept. You work for the time that you're fire watching, and then the other half of the time when you're it's not your shift, you just chill in the woods. You just start yeah. I'd rather
0: leave. get paid for chilling in the woods though, you know. I don't know how connected um, to nature I am. But that's anyway. what I'm trying to do. Oh also spoiler warning, we're gonna be spoiling the movies that we talk about. <laughs> That was my actual oh, job. We're, we're spoiling these movies. These are some really fun movies. We have some movies in this bracket that have really good twists in them. Um, some unanswered stuff in them, you know? Ooh, so very, question. very fun. Yeah, baby.
1: No, no, I said questions. He was saying there are questions oh, in the film. Uh, that was so sweet of you, though, Jake. Yeah. yeah was <laughs> so I, I just See, he's respectful. He, he listens. That's what um, a tough queen.
0: boy Jake is.
1: <laughs> yeah uh so coming at you in the episode which i realized we only announced at the end of the last episode and you don't know what's coming your way if you just clicked on this one randomly um we've got the fifth element versus alien and then arrival versus predator so it should be lots of fun matchups alex you want to go ahead and introduce the fifth element i pitched the fifth element that's crazy guys yeah i don't Remember I gave it to you because I'm a kind
0: hearted man.
1: Um, that's crazy. I was not ready to talk about this movie, but I'll do it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> the, the hatred seething.
1: in Matthew's <clears throat> <body. clears throat> The fifth element released in 1997 on May 9th. Um, that was a little couple of days after my birthday directed by Luke Besson. Um, This movie stars Bruce Willis, and he meets um, an alien lady, and they go to save the world from uh, an evil entity and also Gary Oldman. Mm. Yeah, that's true. There are lots of aliens in this one. Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, but how did we used to do this before? Is I it,
1: truly don't remember. Um, why, why you picked it because there's lots yeah, of aliens, okay. and then we share uh, our I, initial reactions. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I picked this movie because I uh, remember it being kind of wacky and weird, but really liking it. And I remember there being aliens in it. Damn. Okay, Jake. What did? What yeah, was Jake, your? What's what your? You Sorry.
0: I, I mean, I, I love this movie. I was originally going to pick this movie. Uh, my reasoning behind that is because I think it's like a really, really great uh, alien sci-fi. I think the aliens are very fun. And I think I wanted to, you know, get something on the plane, at least when I was initially going to pitch this. I wanted to get something that broadcast a bunch of aliens, you know, yeah. not just like uh, just a single alien type. But I wanted to show a movie that like did it right. Because there's plenty of movies that do it so, so wrong. I'm looking at you, Valerian. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that movie was okay. so bad. Um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think this is a, a very, very fun movie. And it was a staple growing up in the Jake household for like little kids. Which, you know, love it or hate that, it was fun.
1: Interesting. Matt, what do you think about this one? So, maybe surprisingly, this was my first time seeing this movie. Wow. Wait, Um,
0: really? That's crazy. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I know. Which is why. What do you think?
0: That actually Um, pisses me off. No, I'm kidding. That's that's, (laughs) that's
1: tough. Jeek gets gets mad (laughs) when things don't go his way. That's on me. As um, one of the resident sci fi guys, which I think I last talked about in what, like episode four of the show?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do not like sci fi, actually, but.
1: I mean, I do. But I like reading sci-fi mostly, um, mm-hmm. which is an odd intersection.
0: Like the however, Bible? I'm kidding. That was... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good no, That's joking. my favorite fanfic. great.
0: Yeah, yeah, your favorite fanfic. Nice.
1: So um, this movie is so campy, very, very goofy. Um, however, I kind of bounced off it a little bit. Oh, Whoa. Yeah, I know. It it like feels like a movie I should really, really like. Um, but I it, it just like I think it's one that after seeing it, I think about it and I'm like those were fun moments. But like the experience of watching it I just bounced off it a little bit. Yeah. But you know, that's okay. It that's, happens sometimes.
0: That's brutal because I, I know for a fact a lot of this movie is nostalgia for me for because like, I watched it like a lot as a kid. Um and I think some of the performances are really good, like the comedic performance of Chris Tucker. Uh Yes. Mm. Very good, Ruby Rod. Uh, that's like Ruby, Ruby Rod is like what Rod because Rod, Rod, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, the <laughs> opera scene, like a lot of it's like really good. The reason I brought up Valerian is because he also directed that. Uh, it was, oh, his really? it was his return to um doing the sci fi stuff. He did Lucy as well with Scarlett Johansson. Uh, Oh, so not the Uh. best track record but like this one for some reason like stayed in my head and i really liked it but damn it bounced off i mean we'll talk about it
1: more but that's very interesting yeah you know just it's kind of of what happened um either way though thank you alex man what's it going up against it is going up against alien um released in 1979 directed by ridley scott uh in space, no one can hear you scream. The film's a very, very famous tagline. It's a great um, A commercial slash industrial ship, the Nostromo, um, intercepts a distress signal from a far away planet, and they're basically required to go check it out, um, to which they find a weird, spooky giant guy, and he's very dead, and they take his belongings, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which just so happened to include egg um, <laughs> uh, wow the way that you <laughs> describe that is absolutely ridiculous
0: <laughs> anytime um, you get to talk about eggs on the podcast it's a big win so we're doing egg, good.
1: yeah so inside that weird HR Geiger-esque space, spaceship they take an egg and then very bad things happen it's the no good terrible very bad day for the crew of the <laughs> Nostromo <laughs> which is um, what
0: this film is based on yes <laughs>
1: Um. Yeah, Amelia Bedelia. Um. Yeah. So that egg, it goes in. It it is a face hugger, and then it lays a baby inside, and then the chest bursts, and then becomes a full xenomorph. We get Honestly, to see an entire life cycle.
0: you could have I mean, that's you know. I mean, like obviously, that's this is an old <laughs> movie, but damn, that's that's precisely what happens. You're absolutely. Okay, but right. also
1: here's my thing: the way that you describe that was so sweet and gentle like it hugs your face and then it puts a baby in you and then it bursts out of your chest and it's like i feel like
0: describing (laughs) alien sex to say you know like when a mommy and a daddy alien love each other very much
1: but i feel like until you said the burst out of your chest i feel like it could have been like an okay story you know like there's a world where like you just have an alien baby and then you know, you have to go on and raise it as your own, right? Like that's okay. Um you know, yeah, body but then it types we don't know. Out your chest.
0: <laughs> we don't know their body types. It could be that that's the natural if you described to an alien how we reproduce, you know, a baby comes exploding out of your vagina, that probably doesn't sound good either.
1: Well, okay, and here's here's my thing. Is it better just because it's not an existing whole? Right? Like, is that really <laughs> better? Um, I, don't, here's my, I don't like
0: the phrase "existing <laughs> for some here's reason. My, here's my other question.
1: Is it ever discussed in this movie that the crew of the Nostromo are humans from Earth? Like, is that actually stated or is that just assumed because they look like people?
0: Because um, like, maybe, yeah.
1: maybe that's how they reproduces things burst out of their chest and it's not the xenomorph's fault. But they as seem kind of I surprised love, about it. I would love that That's a good but I do
0: think in the world they are from Earth. Like it is. I believe Mother says it at some it. point. Yeah, yeah. They, I, they I think Mother
1: says, says it. it. Um, which is the 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 ship computer is Mother.
0: But a good head cannon. A good head cannon, nevertheless.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. So you know, a oh uh, chest cannon. <laughs> Why did I pick this movie? Um, <laughs> it's just such a classic in my mind. It it is so. Def- it is a definitive piece of horror sci-fi. Um, it gets so much right. It becomes a blueprint for so much in the genre. Um, I believe during development affectionately called or tried to be a Texas chainsaw massacre in space, which you can see there's lots of that mm-hmm. like in its DNA, lots
0: of chainsaws.
1: Yeah. And then we get to see in like the, the beautiful, DNA. we get to see the beautiful little life cycle of just this, this little guy. <laughs> this little alien butterfly yeah we get to see him from um birth to presumed death and that's really fun and we get to see the uh, promethean in his giant chair in his hr geiger room and that's kind of fun too but that's a question that people are never going to know the answer to um until what like 30 years later when they made um a a sequel movie series about it and it it got kind of funky Anyway, I
0: kind of liked Prometheus and Covenant, but that's OK. Look, we,
1: we, <laughs> we, we can't get into it now, but I am a noted Prometheus enjoyer.
0: <laughs> OK, cool. Wait, OK. That's awesome that we're both because no, no, we know we know the people. Who I, accept
1: defaults, yeah, I, but... <laughs> I accept faults, but anyway, sorry,
0: of running away from things is still my favorite concept of <laughs> the world. But
1: um as far as your guys' take on this, Jake, what what'd you feel about this one?
0: Yeah, this one just bounced right off me. <laughs> no, uh, so I couldn't resist. I, I fucking love this movie. Uh, mixing because this is this is a horror movie uh, as well. Like it's like strict horror sci-fi, which you know, if you know Jakers, especially tough guy Jakers, love some horror sci-fi. So. Uh, This was another staple, but instead of like family staple, this was like my brother and I staple. Uh, We love the alien Mm -hmm. movies um, and the Predator movies, which we'll talk about later on. Um, But this is just, you know, there's something sexy about the xenomorphs there's something really appealing about and i do mean it. i mean it both in a, like a metaphorical <laughs> sense but I, I do actually mean it in a physical sense
1: yeah and a- audience the wild part about that is we literally i literally had this conversation like three weeks ago with jake where he's like yeah i'd probably fuck the xenomorph <laughs> i told you that in confidence I- dude you were admitting to it right now <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think they were sexy. I didn't say it would. I no. That's fair. I, I would would uh, would would. <laughs> I, look, he, here's the thing. I, there's there's something alluring about it. Sigourney Weaver is a hell of a protagonist. Like one of my favorite Last girl protagonists. in space. Uh, yeah, to be a to be a final girl in space action hero star. Like it's fucking awesome. Like I love how they approach this movie with the prosthetics. I love the care that was went into the world building. Um, The Mm -hmm. fact that you could make it again, in my opinion, a successful sequel, 30 um, years or whatever in the future and expand on the world without it actually having to rely on these other things is really, really cool. Um, Yeah, I just love like the language of this film. It's just very, very good. Uh, Very strong. pick. We're doing the alien bracket. We had to have alien in it,
1: you know? Yeah. What about you, Alex? What do you think of this one? So I had never seen this movie before, which may or may not be surprising. No, no it's, um, it's,
0: it's spooky. It would, it it's would go spooky. Away it. And it really uh, bounced
1: off him. Well, okay. <laughs> so here's my thing. I really liked it. But I think, and this is kind of weird, it's such a classic, right? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, so many movies reference it and pull from it and are, like, inspired by it. That I, like, knew everything that was going to happen, but hadn't seen it if that makes sense. Hmm. And so it was like, it was kind of, it kind of felt like I was watching it because I had to, if that makes sense. And I couldn't like sit (laughs) and enjoy it as much if it, it, in a weird way, like it was good and I enjoyed it, but I feel like I, I felt robbed watching it because I wasn't able to enjoy it. I think as much as I would have, had I been completely blind going in, if that makes sense. Hmm. No, that's fair. I can see the argument of,
0: like, uh, you know, those movies that, like, at this point, if you watch them, it's just like, well, whatever. Like, you know, you have your, like, The Sixth Sense. I feel like it's a big one for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, This movie kind of get through. That said, it was really good. It's just, I feel like I wish I had had a better time with it. Well, that's why if
0: you ever have kids, show it to them when they're, like, two years
1: old. Oh, great idea. It is honestly. <laughs> the, no, here's what scene I should at do. The end when the Xenomorphs them... just laying on the shelf. I you should know, just like show them on a the little shelf. bit. <laughs> That's funny as hell. <laughs> just show them a little bit of the movie as they get older, um, according Ooh. to the life cycle of the Xenomorph. <gasps> <gasps> so when they're a little baby, I just show them this is this is a <laughs> video baby. of your birth, and it's the little <laughs> hugger on the guy's face. And then <laughs> bursting out the chest. And then yeah. when they're like three, I show the xenomorph, little baby xenomorph, running around the ship. Hilarious. Playing with so a, playing with a puppet. Yeah, playing <laughs> <So> with
0: a <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Yeah, yeah so it, what it, happens it when your child reaches the end of their life? And again, the predetermined... Uh, uh,
1: in high school, I show them the rest of the movie. And when they go off to college, it's uh, Zagorny Weaver blasting it into space. And then you kill your child. No, my and then my you child is dead to me, and I never speak the to him the again because he left me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> um, yeah. So jumping right into it, um, the big question on the minds: We got aliens. What those aliens be doing? How do we like it? You know.
0: I want to talk first with, especially with these alien movies. I think what makes a good alien movie, I think for all of what we picked, I'm just going to double check real, real quick. Yeah. Most of these are going to be like, in my opinion, the better form of making alien, like their, their prosthetics or like their costumes. Like you are imagining how believable
1: are those aliens and how
0: believable the aliens are. Yes. There are CG aliens that exist as well, and you could do them really well. And we'll have that on the other side of our bracket. Uh, In like kind of like a minimalist setting, but they're something about, especially back then, like the height of like this inventive sci fi, this genre is trying to burst on the out of the seams, Um,
1: burst out of the chest, if you will,
0: burst out of the chest, if you will, (laughs) the xenomorphs are very, very fun. Every single like behind the scenes, the documentary about this movie is insane. uh, Watching the behind the scenes stuff about it. And for me, the fifth element, like the makeup they did with the opera singer is again one that sticks out. Uh those silly little guards, those silly little like the rah, 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 like little soldiers that are everywhere. Little
1: goons that just the little <laughs> exist goons. to get shot dead.
0: But like something about a good goon
1: really gets They're very me. good goons. And they're I very
0: will, good goons. Like it's like I, ugh. I,
1: I will give the fifth element that they're alien goons. They are like Campy top five alien goon to get shot by the protagonist. (laughs) They have
0: such personality. Like (laughs) it's really so like it's I I can't get over how fun and they have to use those prosthetics. Like they're putting those people in makeup. Like it's a lot of work.
1: I will say for fifth element, the like big guys, the metal guys.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the fact that the conceit of the plot is they move the or sorry not to concede to the plot but the plot gets kicked off because one of them is so slow he gets crushed by some walls that are moving very slowly <laughs> it is so funny
0: pretty great this movie slaps.
1: I, I lost my shit in like the first 10 minutes because I'm like these slow they're like yelling at the slow shambling guy in the hallway as he's about to be imminently crushed and he's like throwing uh, the priest the key and I'm like are you joking? The whole like plot gets <laughs> kicked off because <laughs> these guys are waddling like they're giant penguins? Yeah. The waddle is like phenomenal. You know what though? That's <laughs> that's good alien design. Not all aliens are built for all things. True. They should have made that hallway wider. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why did they hide the fifth element in the in the room where the hallway was so small? Those big guys never stood a chance. <laughs> very,
0: very, very good. Okay, um, so you yeah. have, yeah, 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 go, go for it.
1: No, I, I just was, I was going to say sorry to derail your your prosthetics and very productive conversation <laughs> to call out the big metal guys.
0: <laughs> no, but that's also, I mean, look, it's part of it. But
1: Brilliant. a lot
0: of what, so these two movies, um, they do still focus a lot on their their human counterparts. Mm-hmm. And in the fifth element, a lot of the human counterparts are also kind of like alien. Like they have like a, a realm about them that like their personality really sticks out. We already mentioned Ruby Rod. We mentioned like fucking Mia Jodovich character, like Zorg, like Gary Oldman, like Lilu. Yeah, they're all they're all weirdos, man. Bruce Willis is the only kind of not weirdo, but it's still like they're they're all surrounded by weirdos, and I think that elevates the alienness of it a lot. We're in Alien. They're just some space, like, astronauts trying to survive. And it's, like, classic well, horror setting. Besides Sigourney, who's, like, this, like, kick-ass, you know, action th- That's star. part
1: of, like, almost what I love about the world-building that Alien does. Um, it's, it's something I respect about the world-building in both these films. But, like, the um, mundane nature of the characters in Alien, in part, is contributing to the, like, verisimilitude of the world. Like, these are just people... Trying to do their goddamn job like this yeah. is what living in a space age world is like you end up you know most the vast majority of people end up working on like a commercial industrial ship and just kind of have to like transport stuff around like that is the capitalist hellscape you know well and, what's like, go ahead I was gonna say what's interesting about it is that it like it does a lot of work to like establish this is the world this is the world mm-hmm. building right but it also is like a good excuse to not need to, like, push the, this is the future there are aliens kind of thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. they they keep it as mundane as possible so that way the xenomorph is terrifying, right? Because if there were, like, a bunch of weird aliens on the ship already, it would be much less scary to suddenly have a sexy black one on the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the again, like, to this idea of, like, the, the contrast to the mundanity, like you know the xenomorph is supposed to be frightening because, like, the nature of the world that's been set up, even as far as, like, seeing that H.R. Geiger spaceship that the Promethean is in where they find the eggs, it is so otherworldly and different compared to the industrial ship that they're on at first that, like, you you know, as an audience member, you immediately know something's off about this, which I think is just really great. Whereas Fifth Element, it is part of their world building for, um, like... Aliens of all sorts have become normalized in some sense. Like they, it is like a very wacky version of our world in the the distant or near distant future, you know, yeah. which I, I think is part of the angle of like aliens are just normal stuff, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, yeah, they, they go in the different directions. What's even more interesting is that in an alien, like the xenomorph is the main antagonist. Like it is the force of nature that is like preying upon these people um we're in the fifth element it's it's kind of gary oldman is the antagonist there's like you know like the puppet pulling the strings like big big entity that makes gary oldman bleed and is Skewy. and you know other opposing you got the goons and such but like it's really gary oldman so i think the alien gets a notch up in that in that comparison because we get to spend time with our antagonists literally watching them grow <laughs> um, throughout like, the film. And so it's like, it's kind of like, it's impressive the feat that the Xenomorph does as an alien and what it functions as an alien movie. But I will give credit to the fifth element to like putting an alien movie, and not all aliens are like just bad people. Like the opera singer is a really good, uh, I thought, of like seeing aliens and being like, oh, yeah, of course there would be like a singing, like entertainment, like stuff, like if aliens all spreading, the, you know, world space travel exists and all that. Uh, they'd be working at a space cruise and, you know, just doing regular shit. Um, so I, I, it's two different approaches to the alien. But I think the movie alien the, with the xenomorph just gets a little bit extra of a tick because, like, it is one of the main antagonists. Um, well, I, think I
1: also go for it, Alex. No, you go. You go. I was going to say, I, I think that there is so much intentionality around the xenomorph Um, Mm -hmm. like there was very careful planning in terms of what its cycles of life would be what this creature is supposed to be like and of course a lot of this lore and additional information comes from the sequels um but it is like pretty well thought out whereas i think on some level fifth element is like chiefly just trying to have a good time and it's (laughs) um I think that that campy energy that it brings to it. They're maybe not as intentionally thinking about their aliens, but I, I I do really appreciate the like grab bag approach of like there's just guys around. You know, you got little goons, you got the big slow guys, the Mondo Sean or whatever. You got the opera singer who you know she, that we just accept that as being regular. I guess you know to your your point on she just works on the cruise ship. You know.
0: And As, I think, you know the elements inside her body, but that's, <laughs> yeah, neither here nor there. But
1: at the, the end of the day, don't wild. we all? Don't we all? <laughs> and that one, and that crewman on an alien had the xenomorph inside him. So Ooh. really, we don't all we all got
0: all. that dog in us? You we, know, we, we all got, all got all a dog in <laughs> us,
1: and maybe it's the elements, and maybe it's the xenomorph, but we'll never tell. Yeah, honestly, um, more alike than you would think. I guess. Yeah,
0: it's true. We do get stomach bursting in. Both these movies which is kind of insane
1: You know got A lot of stomach bursting across all these
0: <laughs> Yeah Something about the stomach man
1: Yeah it's, it's v- just uh, so squishy. It's so, r- so ripe for alien uh, Action
0: I don't like mm. that uh, What were you going to
1: say earlier Alex um, I was just going to say that I like How In the fifth element Well okay in alien movies in general I feel like Part of what we have to define, because for me, part of what makes a good alien movie is the way that it makes me reflect on humanity, right? Like, it's the Mm. contrast that, to me, like, makes it stand out, which, I mean, you definitely get an Alien, right? Like, I I think part of the point of the movie is to, like, think about that alien world and what this alien means. But I feel like you, by the nature of the movie of, like, having aliens be mundane – um, it is more of a, like, vehicle to think about humanity in that way, I guess, if that makes sense. What what do you... Could you just expand on that a little bit? I just want to make sure. I'm yeah. I mean, I think, like, if... In that world, if aliens are mundane, then you... It, it expands the way you think about humanity. Like, having Gary Oldman be, like, the face of the villain, Ravivan, like, just some, you know, random alien body, right? Like, it it humanizes... The, like, plight of the movie. The theming at the end where Lilu is, like, is humanity worth saving? Like, look at what humanity has done. And right? she's like, uh, but love. And then, yeah, Bruce Willis gives her a big old smooch And it's like, I could save humanity and get kisses? Done. You know? Easy. That's. So when
0: I tell you guys now after a night out drinking, you call me <laughs> stupid. Whatever.
1: Yeah, so... <laughs> Sci-fi guy. (laughs) One of the most cornerstone aspects of like classical science fiction and some modern science fiction is this idea of using science fiction as a vehicle for like philosophical content in one way or another, for political prognostication, for saying how the world ought to be or how we ought to think about a question. And I do think there is some of that in both of these. Um, Sort of, despite its campy nature. Guy's got a skeleton, despite its campy nature. Um, I do think that the fifth element has some things to say. Um, (laughs) capturing exactly what those are (laughs) is a little bit tough.
0: They're big, antsy, like big organization, like you know, that's that's, true. That's pretty. Zorg,
1: what is it? Zorg Enterprises, he's like a CEO,
0: and and same with Alien, like the. They, it's like yeah they both of those are very anti their big establishments that take over their worlds um that's that's a big trope in just all of sci-fi it feels like there's always some big corporation and the movies always be like hey uh, how about the fuck not um, how
1: about we um <laughs> pay some attention to the fact that we give so much power to the corporate enterprise yeah, that uh, literally right. lives are um a commodity it's like oh my whole crew is gonna die on my little industrial spaceship." Oh, well, mm-hmm. I want to get that slimy little egg. And there's
0: there's some, like, element of survival, too, or just humanity survival, like, on a broader scope with Fifth Element, because it's, like, world-ending, whatever thing, but then the intimacy of aliens, like, what is driving Sigourney Weaver to survive? Like, all these things, like, what... what And in any horror movie, this is getting into sci-fi and horror, but, uh, like, what is driving this person to survive against such... Horrific means against an entity That literally it's not about reason It's not about you are You are prey you are you will be You cannot talk To this to this creature we're not Going to talk no about alien way out predator either. Well okay okay Did she try that's true She did it was a Deleted scene um, Yeah and that would have made The scene different... NC-17, <laughs> no. So they couldn't sell it um, To the theaters
1: yeah and then i can't believe the xenomorph went right back to fighting after it too yeah it's crazy yeah so, so like go for it go for it i, well, I think we're, we're coming up on time as always yeah all out. That, that's what i was gonna say is that um we've made
0: some good be ready to, to vote had, here. this is a good conversation i think this. it's a yeah. good i think this matchup set a bar for us about how we're talking about our aliens and like kind of what we're each of us are looking for um and i think it's a good bar to set so let's vote i'm ready are you guys ready
1: yeah, if you're so ready, yeah, Jake, so. you should start.
0: Okay, cool. I'm going to vote for Alien.
1: Oh, snap. He said it. I did it. Oh, snap. He oh, said snap. it. Um, well, I can go next. I'm also going to vote for Alien here. It's a great movie. It's real good. Yeah, seeing as I can't vote for exclusively the scene where the Mondoshan gets crushed to death, <laughs> um, I'm going to vote for Alien <laughs> as a full package.
0: <laughs> you could have, actually. That was your one chance. You could have.
1: <laughs> yeah, to death. No takesy-back, please.
0: No takesy yeah, back, so with senior. that,
1: Alien advances, and we've got another matchup here. Uh, Jake, do you want to go ahead and introduce Predator?
0: I really, really do. Uh, I chose the OG Predator in 1987, uh, directed by John McTierman, uh, which, total total made-up name. When I read it, I thought it was John McTierman, and I thought it was, like, a YouTube channel of someone being like, here are the tier lists of, like, what's going on? <laughs> and he couldn't come up with a good name, so it was, like, John McTierman. Um, yeah, this movie is about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, is Name is Dutch full in stop, the movie. Full stop. But <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, he's a soldier hired by the US government to secretly rescue a group of politicians trapped in Guatemala. Uh, but when Dutch and his team, which includes, uh, you know, Jesse Ventura's in it, Carl Weathers, you know, it's CIA, you know, it's all these big, like, weapons expert people, uh, when they land there, something is amiss. It's bad. Uh, and they find string of dead bodies, and the crew discovers they are actually being hunted. By a creature who uh, thrives off the hunt, so that's Predator. Uh, I adore this movie. When uh, you thought, think about Aliens, um, to me, it actually is the Xenomorphs and Predator. Um, these two are like big, big, big for me. I love, I love them a lot. Uh, I think it's so interesting, like what they do and their culture and stuff. Again, I love the language of this film. There, This is the most like, machismo I've ever, like, felt akin to, you know? Like, this is where the meme of, like, the two arms coming together, like, just big muscles. And, like, if it bleeds, you can kill it. Like, come on, dude. Something about it is just, like, well, chef's kiss for me. Um, I think it's a classic action movie and a classic uh, alien movie, and it just keeps on getting better. So what do you guys think? I will
1: give it to Alex. In a surprise to no one, I had not seen this movie either. <laughs> what? I, yeah. That actually surprises me. Really? This one does
0: surprise me it's because it's more actually funny. F- like,
1: Yeah, and, and I feel like, I don't know, I guess a lot of the moments from this are in the cultural zeitgeist, but you've referenced enough of these like instrumental Arnold quotes from this movie that I was like, oh, he's probably seen it. But no. Yeah, no, I had uh, I had no idea that this is where <laughs> Get to the Chopper is from. Yay. You know, like I had no idea. Uh, so that That's was a steep. delightful little surprise. I had a great time. Ugh. It was a great movie. Very fun. Uh, nice. I going into it, I so I obviously I knew what the Predator was, right? Like I, yeah. I I knew the suit. I didn't know the Predator was like a little bug thing. Like I didn't know. I didn't. Oh, I they got the goofy little face. Yeah, yeah oh, face I, like, I don't Dude, know that I, love
0: I like the design of the first one. I love.
1: Lovely. I don't know that I like fully knew that the Predator was an alien. Like huh. I almost kind it's of thought saw it was the one under he, there.
0: You saw the one where he goes to New York and goes off the rails. That's <laughs> and that is a real. That's a real movie. Uh, Predator ends up in New York and it's it's just Home like Alone Stream 4, 6. Predator. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which
0: I <laughs> Predator one of in New York.
1: One of my notes literally is references home alone Yeah. anyway
0: that's literally home alone (laughs) yeah yeah,
1: exactly he's not about a boy scout him. he's about a home alone his ass dude yeah (laughs)
0: sorry i'm gonna get to like my thoughts but matthew i want to hear your thoughts more
1: um this movie's a bona fide classic yeah um so okay i'll my quick two cents um to jake's point like it, this is muscle movie heaven. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it <is> so, <laughs> and I understand finally, like I, like I finally understand why you bully me
0: to look like my brother. I understand what I want. I
1: just I want it so bad, Jake. Yeah, it, yeah no, it it's, it's great. The muscle movie heaven. You got the big brawny guys doing action and hero stuff. However, I also think that it is um, sort of in spite of how people view like Muscle movie, whatever it is, a deceptively smart film. Yes, um, yeah. I think there is a lot of release really in like intelligent language and theming going on. Um, and in a weird way, not too dissimilar from some of the recent conversations we had on um, talking about Barbarian, the idea of being deceptively smart in a somewhat gendered conversation, etc. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, all that. I love this film, it's great. <laughs>
0: You get BDSM Predator. What's better than that? His little fishnets? Come on, he's so sexy. <laughs> Come on!
1: All the, the muscle same. boys should have uh, tried a very different method on the Predator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Alex,
1: you want to go ahead and introduce what this is up against? Yeah, this is up against uh, another muscle man movie, Arrival, <laughs> uh <laughs> released in 2016, directed by Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> Um, this movie follows a muscly Amy Adams and oh, yeah. she's mourning the death of her daughter, um, and her relationship with Jeremy Renner. Uh, and also aliens land on Earth, and she's a linguist and goes to try and decipher their language before uh, we break out into an intergalactic war. Uh, and it turns out the alien, the spoil, this is a spoiler. Is a big um, one, too. This is this one is of the, big the ones
0: that's like, if you haven't seen Arrival up until this point, uh, it was up for Best Picture, like, when it went, like, please it's, watch it This is a- you get this spoiler, because it I, sorry, I had to give that out because, like, it's. it's no, yeah,
1: for sure. This is a yeah. big spoiler. Um, a good- if you have any, like, this movie is. I really like this movie. Like, if you have any interest in watching, like, a kind of more somber, serious tone movie, I guess not necessarily somber, but like a serious tone movie um, that's, like, truly about, like, humanity and decisions in life, like. Uh, watch it before listening to this conversation. Um, She finds out that like the alien language is like circular and it lets you interpret time differently where you can like experience the future as memories and it turns out that she like hasn't started her relationship yet with Jeremy Renner and hasn't had a daughter yet um, and she kind of uses that the future memories in order to like stop humanity from destroying itself and uh, it's pretty good and it begs the question of If you know that something terrible is going to happen, if you do something and experience love and, like, have a child, would you still have the child? Um, And, like, would you still make a decision even if you know, like, at the end you will be hurt? Uh, And I think that's a beautiful question. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why I picked this movie. I just – I had a great time. Um, I read – so I was in a, like, writing class uh, in college, and the – we were talking about like adaptations or something like that, I think. And we, our professor, had us read the short story that this is based off of, mm, um, mm-hmm. and it's a very interesting story. Um, not exactly similar, but it's adapted from. Um, and so when I eventually then watched the movie, I like had a great time. Um, my wife really liked it, uh, and I thought this is a good time. It'd be nice to watch this movie again. I think I really like what it, what it ponders and questions about humanity and decisions so yeah that's why i picked it um jake what would you what do you think about this one
0: i i love this movie as you could probably tell by my impassioned oh god please stop like please don't like <laughs> spoil this movie yet for these people like please give them other uh, their due uh i think it's a wonderfully written movie and i think some performances were very like anytime a movie um A genre movie specifically sneaks into the discussion, like to the Academy and stuff. Like, there's something, there's something extra special about it. Uh, They should be credited more. But you know, here we go. Um, This movie is like, again, I just think it's very well, well written. Uh, It has one of my favorite uses of uh, Max Richter's "On the Nature of Daylight." uh, That score. Uh, It's also used in like Shutter Island and like uh, some other uh, projects and art. But this is just like. Heartbreaking. You know, the song goes like na, 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 you know, whatever. Very beautiful. Uh, I think the 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 twist is earned. I think it's like Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner of all people deliver great performances here. Yeah. Um it's just like, yeah, it's just a very quietly, like beautiful film. I, I really I really enjoy how they talk about it. I really enjoy how they approach uh aliens in again a different way, because you know, the you you're making all these alien stories. They got to be different. Uh, I think it's very, very interesting how they approach Dr. Manhattan's powers, but like with language and whichever with everyone. <laughs> um, Cause Dr. Manhattan exists in the past, present and the future at all times. Uh-huh. That's his whole shtick. Yeah, very, very cool. I love the talking about time and aliens. Something about that is really cool because time is a social construct that we made. And so seeing how aliens approach it, like people who literally didn't grow up on our culture, but time seems like such a necessity keep track of, like how other beings keep track of it. So it was a very thoughtful movie for me. I really enjoyed it. Um, Yeah. What do you think, Matthew?
1: Yeah. So I'd never seen this movie before. Oh, that's awesome. However, I had read the short story. Ah, oh, um, did you know that no this dude. was based off the short story when you started watching it? No idea. Wow. Um, cool. So there is cool. the scrawlings as I'm about, I don't know, 30 minutes into the movie being like, this really, this is so weird. This reminds me of that short story. And I felt myself going insane in real time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out if this was for It's like almost exactly. Well, not, you know, broad strokes. It's very, very, very similar um, until I don't know. Partway through, I I gave up and I had to look it up. I'm like, is Arrival based on Story of a Life or whatever the, the title wait, is? wait until the credits. Story of your life. I, I literally couldn't because I felt myself <laughs> going crazy. That's very funny. um, Yeah, it's based on Story of Your Life. Uh, and which I love that short story. Um, to the point, sci-fi guy. Sci-fi being used as a means of talking about ways the world could be or ought to be um this idea of teleology is huge in the movie um mm-hmm. that things do not matter inherently for the process of them but as the ends of them um they have like a teleological view of time they can see things you know all they see time simultaneously rather than a viewing events like sequentially i guess or you know like they don't perceive time the same way we do um that is so cool it's such an interesting concept to see uh like see like explored and also put the film um i think that this was a really interesting adaptation um i think some of the things that they change are in an attempt to like draw more urgency to the plot because it's a movie Mm -hmm. and those are okay like it's not you know gonna hurt things um i had a really good time with this nice that was very good
0: i have a really good time with you
1: thank you do you guys think the reason the predator is so good hot
0: solo to me jesus christ (laughs)
1: Do you guys think the reason the predator is so good at hunting people is because it, it does time in a in a simultaneous fashion?
0: No, it's the fishnets.
1: Oh. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Dude, do anything in fishnets. I guarantee you will at least feel like you're doing that task, like at least 12% 15% better. 15% better. Oh, nice. Uh, uh-huh. the same, awesome. the okay. Same. <laughs> predator versus
1: <laughs> heptopod. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why are we doing this? These are two very awesome. And thoughtful. No, fuck the verses. I'm not doing the verses. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. Fuck your verses. No, is
1: this a, is this like a a heptapod warrior that like no, wants I'm not, to fight barbarian. Or is they don't, it just they don't have warriors. They don't care. So it's just the predator it. shows up and wants to hunt the heptapods. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Not
0: doing Honestly,
1: it. They'd, be on the they'd be good prey. They'd be good prey because they're like they can. They know the they know predators coming.
0: Yeah, but they also like don't like actively they're not work war, to they're stop not war like They're people. not war people. This is a bad versus.
1: I hate this question. It actually, it. It. You, you, you see what happens is the reason the heptapods came to Earth to warn them in 3,000 years, <laughs> you're going to need to help us. because the predators showing up. <laughs> 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 Okay, sorry, sorry. We'll get off. You <laughs> stop into before. <laughs> get, which is that they tried. That was the plot of Prey. <laughs> Getting into these movies, I want to Talk about a, a big idea here. Um, it is very clear that Arrival sees itself as an intellectual film. It is a smart movie. It talks about important things, it poses ideas to its audience. And I want to get into Predator, it, especially on the, sur- uh, the surface, does not seem to be like a smart film. It's like a, you know, Muscle Guys, the Fight Monster movie. But as I said, I firmly believe it is a deceptively smart film. I don't want to can talk I about that. can I ask a question? Go have you it. listened to or read any of the interviews with the director of Predator talking about the movie? I have not. So, Tear man, he is. So, I I believe he also did Die Hard. He um, did, and he, Last Action Hero, amongst other. Films. So I had a great time with the cinematography of Predator. I don't know if you guys like noticed it so much but like the way that for the most part the action scenes are filmed they're like very intentional so that way you like always have a really smart idea of the like positioning of it they don't do a lot of like in the action sequences like static shots like from one person to another person like usually the camera is moving so that way you can get a sense of relation between people like they're in one of the scenes where they're like setting up for an ambush and it like the camera zooms in um like on someone in the underbrush and then zooms out of focus on that person to like show you where another person is in the squad right and so like the cinematography of it is a very very good and very intentional and I've like really enjoyed it
0: no you can tell when like a, a film especially like it's leaning into one aspect of their genre, like again, like the whole muscle manny, like you know, like action bro stud dudes. But you can tell when it's like made by a filmmaker who at like cares about their craft and is not just yeah. making this big budget movie because like they got the big budget and the studio told them to. Like, this is like, okay, no, nah, we can be silly, but we're gonna do some fun creative shit with it. Uh, down to like the shots you're talking about, down to the prosthetics of the predator um and how they're like using like infrared pov and like that stuff uh, This sound <laughs> design so cool. i really love i love like the way the predator sounds it's one of my favorite like so you know it's just like very very good using heartbeats using like it's it's a fun way uh to make us feel like the prey as well and to make us feel like this is a legitimate threat. Uh, It's just good filmmaking. Like, I think it's very, very fun.
1: Yeah, and and I think that all of those filmmaking pieces, again, this is where I'm calling that similarity to some of our conversations on Barbarian. I think there's a lot to talk about in relation to, like, the ways we talk about gender and the ways that films tend to portray gender. Um, Mm -hmm. This is a film that is about big brawny action heroes. However, it is centrally about disempowering Action heroes and sort of, I think, at least personally, calling into question um, these elements of machismo and like what it means to be an action hero, Um, because the first two thirds of the movie, well, first third ish. Sets these guys up is the biggest badasses in the jungle. They can take on any crew. They're just gunning down dudes, have like a flawless operation. The middle third is all about disempowering them, picking them off one by one, showing that no matter how the biggest badass dude you are, like there's a there's a worse thing out there, a bigger, badder dude or something to that effect. And then finally, this last third where Dutch truly faces off against the Predator Um in a lot of ways it is not through his like action hero status or his brawn that he defeats it it is through deception it is through his intelligence it is through a lot of characteristics that we don't always associate with action heroes you know with the honorable good dude i think there is a lot of really smart stuff that predator is doing um and it's something that i think audiences will be subconsciously aware of but until you start, until you start to like really pick away at like, why are we making these intentional choices to frame these shots this way, to film the movie this way, to do this, to do that? You know, you don't get to, like there's this like very cool conversation I think um, that you can have about this.
0: I mean, the, you hit the nail on the head with like the stuff about like toxic masculinity not being the answer and how they very purposely make it. Very, very, very masculine. Like in the beginning, again, the meme with the two dudes just like throwing it out.
1: Guys throwing it, on together. their
0: biceps. Like it's like you know, and, and you're kind of like, yeah, like you're feeling whatever. But the more and more these guys get picked off, it's just like this ain't gonna save you.
1: Um, and Jake, is, I know you. I know yeah. you joked about it. Do you think the predators' fishnets are like a like? a non-gender conforming thing. Do you think it's like purposeful that he's in oh. fishnets?
0: Yeah, I, there, there's a lot of reasons about this. Like when I, I also like did some like studies on like sci-fi and stuff about it. Uh, a lot of people go as far as to say that uh, until Dutch puts on makeup, aka like the mud, like that's when he's able to actually go toe-to-toe with the Predator, makeup obviously being more of like a feminine trait in our society, especially in that time. Uh, people talk about the fishnets of like, you know, embracing, you know, it's not about, how the, they look, it's about like every every other thing. I guarantee the Predator doesn't give a shit. He's wearing fishnets and all that. So it's like stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people have readings like that. It's very, very interesting and just cool. Cool, cool to talk about. And I think, again, that's what makes th- this movie so sneakily good. And that's what makes the Predator, like even as like a franchise, but as an alien, so interesting because their culture surrounding like the hunt and surrounding like the the skulls they do like it's about like honor system and like uh just a very very cool culture i think comes with predator and i think that's what makes the predators especially in their movies as they progress like you know in all the different canon uh most recently prey which was very good uh Mm -hmm. could have easily chose that as well um But it's the culture of these aliens that's, like, very, very interesting and expanded on, which I think makes a good alien. You gotta have a good, like, I don't want it just to be, like, whatever.
1: What were you gonna say? I I think that that's actually such a great comparison between these two films as we get into their aliens is not the direct conceit of the, like, conflict in Predator. Definitely a very central piece of Arrival. Um, But ostensibly, a big piece of these movies is, like an alien culture coming into contact with humanity mm-hmm. in Predator. Obviously that is chiefly like this honor bound warrior, um, sort of archetype in arrival. It is, you know, this idea of perceiving the world time itself very differently. Mm-hmm. And each movie has a lot to say about, um, or has some to say <laughs> about their aliens, respective cultures. Um, obviously Predator gets the opportunity to expand on it in some of its sequels. Arrival. It's chiefly just this one captured piece of like what this you know mm-hmm. one moment in time is a terrible <laughs> phrase to use for a film like that. But for the, you know this one opportunity to display their culture, yeah. Um, and, and I think that both of them have even in just what we see in these two mo- movies, aliens that feel otherworldly but also have realized cultures to some extent. Like mm-hmm. the heptapods seem like a a. Extremely well defined, truly extraterrestrial or uh, out like otherworldly creatures, like their physical design, the way they communicate, like down to the most minute details of like their writing is written simultaneously, like they know the sentence before they write it, sort of thing. Like every single detail has been so meticulously crafted to display these aliens that feel so, for lack of a better word, alien. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Predator, we similarly get a very well-defined alien that has its own cultural tendencies that clearly like, you know, it has to go back for the trophies. It, it, it has to finish all of them off then. And like, once it like recognizes Dutch as a proverbial equal, it's like, I'm stripping the armor and we're going, like, we're going to try to go for it. Like, yeah, there is a lot of really cool ideas about this alien culture shown off in very small ways. Um, in both of mm-hmm. these movies. Yeah. And
0: something about, like, that I like, especially about these two, and, like, alien movies in general, is when it's not just aliens come to Earth, they want to take over the world. It's, like, neither of these aliens are about taking over or have, like, yes, Predator is more of an antagonist, uh, like, it will kill, versus, like, the heptopods, like, but it's it's just killing in that area. Then it's, like, fucking off. Like, it's not going around the world probably. It's not trying and, like, to wipe uh, out humanity. No, a- a- and... I guess, like, you can make an argument just in the first one where it's like, oh, what if he survived? Like, would he have... No, like, in others, they expand where it's like, this is, like, a rite of passage, and, like, they, like, go seek strong warriors, and then, like, move on. um, Sort of a deal. And it's, like, that's very interesting. And in Arrival, like, again, very, very big beings, everyone's like, oh my god, end of the earth. You send a linguistics professor, like, to go deal with the problem about war. It's everyone else who blows it up, and humanity who's all, like, uh, does this mean we need to go to war? Does this mean war's happening? And the aliens are like, yo, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> so it's more like, it, with both of these, more of a, our, you know, humanity's perspective of like, we cannot ha- handle stuff so so aliens. So far out us. of our
1: scope. Yeah. yeah. Which which is something I think is really cool that the like later movies in the Predator franchise try to tackle is this idea of like, there are ways to like break down these barriers and communicate across species like what um, Amy Adams does in arrival. Like she's just trying to communicate with them. She's just trying to understand them. She's trying to meet them at their level. Um, In a a way Dutch
0: communicates with the predator too. It's just, they're all about that business. They're about that smoke. When the predator starts laughing with the bomb, like they're communicating that like they know that like this was a fight honor to the death. But predators like, all right, little bitch. Uh, you're going to be underhanded.
1: (laughs) I'm going to be underhanded asshole.
0: (laughs) It's like, it's something really like they communicate as well. It just gets expanded more nuanced, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse in the (laughs) sequel.
1: Predator 2017.
0: Yeah. Let's never talk about that one.
1: Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I I wish we had more time with these movies. I feel like there's like so much possible to talk about with both of them. Um, they're both great.
0: Two, two very good movies. I mean, look, this this is a powerhouse of a first episode uh yeah. to have. A lot of these are genuinely classics and genuinely good movies. Uh
1: and I'm really awesome like our depictions. Picks across aliens. the whole bracket are are this pretty a, fire. We picked movies that have aliens in them this time, guys. Great job. <laughs> We're we are we've been doing this for over a hundred episodes. We're the best <laughs> podcasters on the planet. Yeah. Um, we finally did it. They all fit the same. I think I'm ready to vote if you guys are. I can go first. I'm not ready, but we have to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm less ready, but I'll do it. Okay. Having not seen the other Predator movies, Mm. I think that I have to vote for a rival here. I think on its own, it does more to make me think about what it would mean to contact aliens and what it would... like. What the way that it reflects on humanity to me and the way that it makes me think about, you know, the world building and culture that these movies establish, I think I get more out of Arrival. So I'm voting for Arrival here. I can hop in. Um, I'm going to vote for
0: Predator almost for an opposite reasoning where I feel like in this bracket, the alien bracket, I think I care a bit more about the alien itself in the property that's in it. And I think this alien exudes so much personality. This alien is like, was a, is a blueprint. Like it, there's a lot of fun. And the questions that I have are good because it's a movie that makes me think about it. Like afterwards, it just so happens that it's a franchise now. But I think as a first movie and how deceptively smart it is dealing with its main alien directly Mm -hmm. and not just with humanity. I think that as an alien bracket, I got to vote for Predator here.
1: You guys put me in a really tough spot. You're going to have to make the tough cut.
0: It's really funny how often we do say tough. Well, when you're tough, Jake, I'm tough, Jake. That's that's what it is. I got to vote for the tough movie. Come on, a tough Jake.
1: Tough Jake. Uh, This is a big manly (laughs) movie. Muscle movie heaven. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I shot myself in the foot just now. <laughs> um, I I I can go ahead and vote. Um, well, Alex, given that you know you see time simultaneously, you already know what I'm gonna vote for. Yeah, it's true. I'm yeah. Amy Adams. I'm a does that make, Amy, does that make I'm a Matthew Jeremy Amy Redder
0: Because oh boy,
1: because we I, have yeah. a child together. Yeah. Because no, he has an app. app That's true <laughs> The Jeremy Renner app where you can send Jeremy Renner money <laughs> To recover from um, his uh, Snowplow accident
0: I'm glad that he's yeah. doing better
1: Yeah okay well back on the, <laughs> the Train here um, Alex uh, you already know What I'm voting for and I'm, I mean I'm just gonna have to do it so I'm gonna, I'm gonna Vote for Predator here I know as much as I, I think <laughs> your Reasoning is incredible this muscle movie heaven, baby. <laughs> Take me to the promised land. <laughs> you know, I'm not even mad about it because that means that next episode we get alien, or not next episode, two episodes. We get Alien versus Predator, which MVP, baby, Very never say funny. the tough cut it doesn't have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> this bracket really showing off like this. Bracket we, goes we know hard. how to pick them. Um, the so with hard. that, uh, our semifinal matchup is set. It will be Alien versus Predator. Um <laughs> however, next episode we've got four more movies coming your way. Oh yeah, and what those, are those? They're gonna be <laughs> The Thing versus Starship Troopers and then uh Independence Day versus District Nine. Just kidding, I um, already knew that because I see time simultaneously. That's true. I you not know. know what wins this bracket.
0: I didn't know because my uh So don't spoil it for the audience. My agent I'll didn't never send tell. it's crazy.
1: <laughs> your agent didn't
0: <laughs> 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 send them over. Gonna have to fucking watch all these movies on double time because of our rigorous recording schedule.
1: True, we're constantly recording; we can't be stopped. One hundred and six episodes. Um, with that, if you enjoyed today's episode, please go ahead and rate and review the show on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Follow us on social media at Tough Cut Pod. We're on all your favorites, and share this episode with someone, someone who. Dis- oh, you go, you go. I was going to say two options someone who's deceptively smart or maybe someone who you bounced off of a little bit. I yeah. was going to say someone <laughs> someone who looks great in fishnets.
0: Mm. If you can get someone who's all three, AKA Matthew, oh, wow. uh, that's,
1: <laughs> that's true. I am very <laughs> abrasive in real life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do not approach this man. If we ever get famous from this, do not approach this man. He will not, you would not like what you see. Don't meet your heroes.
1: Yeah. Unless yep. he's wearing fishnets. Mm. I don't. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is canon, guys. Matt has great legs. In that, that is. Thank you. That is-